Welcome to the podcast, Of Course They Make Me Crazy. It's for those of us who love someone who suffers with a mental illness. You can start to feel lost in their world. I get it. I grew up with a bipolar mom addicted to pain pills. Hoping the story shared here will help you through difficult days. It's not all serious. We laugh and we joke too. If you have little ones around, pop in your headphones and don't Many of you who've been listening to the podcast have heard me say that I've um, joined some uh, bipolar support groups, and basically they're doing the same thing that this podcast does, okay? They're supporting uh, those of us who love or live someone with a mental illness, and, you know, people can go on and they can pose their, their problems or their, you know, their scenarios. And then other people that have been living and dealing with the same thing come in and they give them advice. So I was like, let me uh, join these things and uh, hear what some people have to say. And it is very eye-opening uh, to read what others are going through. And it's also very overwhelming to hear what some people are going through. Um, man, there's a lot of people living in chaos. Um, so anywho, um, I'm solo today. For those of you that are listening uh, later on, on the podcast, no guest today, it's just me. But I felt compelled to, to come on live because I want to start uh, getting more comfortable with that. And I felt compelled to talk about dating or living with a spouse um, who's been diagnosed with bipolar. Uh, because this comes up a lot in these groups. And, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, your girlfriend or your boyfriend who's got, you know, mood swings, okay? You know, we, hell, we all have those days, right? Um, I am talking about those that are professionally diagnosed, okay? Um, by the way, by the way, and here's, here's a question for you. Um, you might not know it, but think about this. Would you date someone... Um, if they told you they were bipolar right away, would you continue to date them? Let's say that, you know, you're you're out on a, a date and you get the wine and they're cute. Here she's really cute. And, you know, you guys start telling each other uh, about yourselves and, and they say that, you know, um, would, would that totally throw you off or would that, um, you know, make you lean in a little bit more and hear more about them. Uh, put it in the comments below and, and keep it keep it friendly. You know, this is a safe space. I don't need any ugliness. Um, and um, you know, would love to just would just love to hear that. Um, so, anywho, um, you know, and also I want to add that I understand there are many people out there living with BP that live healthy lives. Okay, I, I, I understand that. Um, that is not who I'm talking to. Okay, but um, would love for you to join the, the conversation too if you have anything uh, positive to, to, to add to it. Um, so I'm talking about this today specifically because there was a girl that posted in one of these groups about feeling upset and unsupported. And she said, so I'm going to be reading kind of off of um, a page just so you see me looking down. That's what I'm doing. She said that when someone posts about hard times they're having with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, everyone suggests just to run, hightail it out of there while you can. And then she was, she went on to say, you know, that she loves her boyfriend 
and who's got bipolar disorder. She loves him very much and that she wants to make it work. And she's looking for advice on, on how to cope during his, his bad days. She's not looking for someone to tell her to, to run. And my heart went out to her because I thought about it and I was like, gosh, you know, what if my stepdad just, you know, ran from my mom when she was having one of her um, depressive narcotic episodes, you know, and, you know, how different would our life be? So, uh, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you knew, you know, already know that I, I grew up with a mom who was bipolar and addicted to pills. And some of you listening are like, damn, April, will you say that every time? I know. But, um, you know, for first timers, they don't know. They're like, why is this girl up here talking about this? Right. So I thought about that because, you know, he met her before the bipolar kicked in. OK. Um, and it, so it was, it was a little bit different. They, they were young. They were both like hot. They're, you know, hotties. And she came with two little rugrats, me and my little brother. So I think I was seven and he was probably about six. And then she started to get sick maybe about seven years, you know, after that. I, I can't really recall. But if he didn't stay, I can't imagine, you know, what our lives would be like today. Um, I don't want to think about that because it'd probably be a hot mess. So there's something to be said for people um, like my pops, you know, that, that come at this topic or just this lifestyle with empathy and compassion. Um, and uh, he saw past her illness. He, he saw past it. You know, she was still his wife that he loved, you know, very, very much. And I hear people talking about that in their groups too, which I love to hear. It's like, I know he's in there somewhere. I know she's in there somewhere. And they come out every now and then. And um, my, my heart goes out because, you know, they have bad days and my parents had bad days. They had good days. We saw it. You know, they were married for, I think, 25 years. Um, and, uh, you know, it was it was it was challenging for sure. You know, they still held hands, though. They talked. They ate dinner together. You know, no matter how pissed he'd get, he'd still kiss her goodnight. And, you know, no matter how annoyed she was or delusional she could be at some times, you know, she, she knew that he, he loved her. So that was, that was huge in her life that she needed and he wouldn't have traded her for anyone. Um, so when I go on and I read about, um, what this girl's talking about, just kind of know that I'm coming at it from both angles. Okay. Um, so my mom passed away five years ago and we all, we all miss her more than you can imagine. Um, <clears throat> so by the way, <laughs> as I'm getting choked up, by the way, did you know that you probably don't? And if you do tell me about it in the comments too, um, that there is a bipolar dating service out there. <laughs> I came across this today. It's bipolardating.com, bipolardating.com. I thought that's awesome. Uh, you know, I can't imagine how it's going. As the website says, meet your bipolar soulmate. Having a mental illness does not mean you can't have love too. And uh, I was like, oh, no shit, Sherlock. Um, that, I just thought it was kind of interesting. You know, like out of all things, um, I come across this. And um, 
you know, I should, I should uh, email them and, uh, and maybe have them come on the podcast. What do you think? That'd be, a, that'd be a fun conversation, wouldn't it? Like, how did this get started? How, how are people, you know, do they, do, do they come back with, you know, marriage stories and things of that sort? I'm sure they do for God's sakes, but anyways, what do you think about that? I think that's kind of cool. Um, so, all right, back to the bipolar support group. So many different comments started uh, firing up um, after this girl posted that she felt upset and, you know, not supported, uh, you know, when she's really looking for help. So, you know, many said that they were sorry. Many, you know, chimed in and, and gave, you know, more support. And truthfully, those the, the, those support groups are, are pretty good in, you know, some of their advice. But one lady spent some time on her response, um, and I wanted to share it with you. And it's a doozy, okay? So get my papers out here and start reading it to you. Um, so she said, uh, it is sad that everyone is telling you to run. She said, I think I know why. Every man in my family is, was manic bipolar. My grandpa, father, and brother. Since the day I was born, I learned how to deal with this manic behavior. In 2018, I ended my marriage. And in 2020, um, I started dating someone new. This person was manic bipolar. And one day was pointed out to me by someone we were hanging out with that, what a great job I do with this man and how no one else was able to deal with his manic behavior. Then it hit me. I had been choosing to do what I was forced to do my entire life. Put me, my wants, my needs, my feelings in my pocket and tuck it away because everything revolves around someone else and their behavior, their reactions. She says, your entire life is solely based on how someone is going to act and what you can do to avoid an episode or how you can help. In time, doing this will damage you. It'll cause you to literally not care about or do anything for yourself or what makes you happy. And when you revolve your entire being around someone else's behavior, you lose who you are even as a person. She goes on to say, I never knew this as I did it my entire life. Now my grandpa and my dad have passed. My brother and I do not speak. And I ultimately broke up with my boyfriend. And I sit back and I realize so much on how damaging their behavior was in my life. Just because I know how to placate a situation and I know how to deal without a control men doesn't mean that I should have to. Doesn't mean I should pick someone over me and it doesn't mean that I should tuck my wants and needs away. You don't realize how damaging dealing with people like that are to you. Now I feel like I push people away constantly or I test them right off the bat to see how far they will go And it is not fair to people to do that. It is not fair to me that I do that. And I literally have to unlearn all the toxic behaviors and try to let my guard down that I put up. People call me cold, that I don't have a heart because I have this hard exterior and literally got to the point that nothing someone says or does will hurt me. Sure, that's good to be strong, but it's not good to be cold and heartless. I'm sure she's not heartless, but... Um, you know, and I know she's not, but, um, I don't know her personally, but she goes, I definitely am a damaged package, (laughs) uh, not blaming other people, but blaming myself for adapting to toxicity and placating is so much that I now don't even know how to feel anymore. 
That is why people are quick to tell you to run. Bipolar never goes away. It is something that you will have to deal with in every situation for the days of your life. And I obviously believe in loving and supporting people. Just don't lose who you are in doing so. And I am so glad your boyfriend has found a medication that is helping him. She's talking to this other girl. And I wish you the best of luck. And just be sure to open your eyes and see what his behavior does to you before you just accept for what you have to deal with. It'll change you and you won't even realize it. I just think be careful and remember who you are. Don't do what I did and forget you're a person with legitimate wants and legitimate needs. And I was like, you know, I feel for her. I mean, don't you? Um, And, but I thought she gave such sound advice. And I know it's a lot. I know that was a lot to take in. Um, But it sounds like, you know, she obviously was dealing with some pretty hardcore behavior, which isn't always the case for everyone. Every situation is different. But I wanted to read that because it's heart wrenching, but it was real. And she gave, I think, good advice in my, in my opinion, in my opinion, I think if it wasn't so gut-wrenching, some of you who need to hear something like that wouldn't hear it, wouldn't hear it. And she might have an extreme situation, um, but it drives the point home. And the point is, I think, you know, from what I'm getting out of this, and I hope you do too, is that there are many people living with bipolar who are just fine. Um, But the important thing is, is that I hope you take away from this is that you don't forget who you are or what you need. Um, That is why I wanted to read her post to you. That goes for any relationship, really, right? Um, But more so when you are building someone, um, something with someone rather, uh, who struggles with their mental illness or refuses to get help. Um, the instinct is to always make sure, right? Always make sure that uh, they're getting what they need. And, and don't, don't say that because that's going to upset them. Don't do this because we know that that could. But you, you can't lose yourself uh, by doing that. Just, just, you know, that is one thing. You need to start doing self-checks and thinking, okay, um, am I getting what I want? Am I, you know, am I happy? And if not, then connect with other people, you know, and, uh, and, and, and do what you need to do. You can't lose yourself in the process of loving someone else. And a lot of us do that. And it's even magnified when you're trying to care and, um, cope with someone with uh, a severe bipolar disorder. Um, They can be part of your world. They just don't need to be the entire world of yours. So anyways, that's, I just wanted to come on real quick and and share that with you. And, um, you know, you can always find me, uh, you can DM me on Instagram and you can uh, email me if you're watching me on YouTube and of course, they make me crazy at gmail.com. Hey there, thank you so much for listening. And if you like this, please subscribe and give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. 
Also, I've included a link in the show notes to resourceful books on caring for someone with bipolar. Let's build a community. We cannot maneuver this crazy life alone. You can also follow on Instagram at Of Course They Make Me Crazy.